If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. If Kev Lewin's decent, it's a sandbox. What is going on, everybody? This is a day that we long talk about. I'm here with guest of the show, very first guest of Meet the People. Everybody, welcome, Joe Ruggiero. Thank you. <laughs> Joe, how you doing? A little round of yeah, applause. round of applause for the people. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Yeah, of course. So, guys, just a little, a little background. Me and Joe go way back, once neighbors, way back when, on St. Andrew's Road. And Joe, always talking about sports, I was once an employee of his over at Ruggiero Funeral Home. Still can be. Yep. You know, can always fill in. Yeah. But my brother's over there. Joe is the East Boston Undertaker, but in a good way. Joe, in this episode, I just want to talk about what you do for our community, what kind of got you here in this personal journey. We're also going to talk about the Super Bowl and a lot of things like that. So we're excited to have you here, excited to finally have you on since the sandbox. Thank you, Stephen. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's a lot different than co- than watching you destroy my little league team when I was coaching little league baseball. But uh, <laughs> you know, good to see you. Good to see you grow up and uh, and and the things you're doing and being on this podcast is a real honor, man. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I we have the funeral home here in East Boston, and, and that's like a a small part of like what I what I do in life. Uh, and, and I truly mean that. Like, if, if you you got you got a job you don't like, like find a new job. Um, I, I love what I do, but there's also a, a lot of other things I do and, and take pride in. I love being involved in East Boston. Um, I love being involved in, in just communities in general. You know, being able to to meet new people and, and, and share life experiences and, and and help each other out is really, you know, what it what it means to to, to be a human, right? And, and you know, we do that to to an exceptional degree in East Boston. It's a it's a tough tight community with with people, just like any other neighborhood, though, just like any other community where, where people are just trying to trying to be helpful and be of service to each other. And uh, you know, and I get a great way to do that in, in the funeral home. I also am involved in some nonprofits here in the community when it comes to the community gyms and, and uh, recovery services and affordable housing groups. Just trying to trying to make it so that everybody in East Boston and everybody in the community at large, you know, gets their fair shake and gets their opportunity, you know. Absolutely. Joe, thank you. Thank you for all of that. And, you know, with that, Joe, obviously, you know, you come from – a family, Ruggiero family, you guys have been doing a lot in Eastie. Your dad specifically has been doing a lot in Eastie for God knows how long. You also have your brother Jay and Katie, so give a quick yeah, shout yeah, out to them. Yep. <laughs> you can't not be on the show and yeah, not shout them out. I gotta, I gotta shout them out. <laughs> Katie's holding down the office right now while I'm here with you, and, and my brother Jay is probably, you know, being a good dog dad somewhere. So <laughs> that's, that's his pride and joy. Well, thank God Katie's holding down the funeral home because we know Matt definitely could. Yeah, yeah, Matt's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you guys know Matt. Matt's been on the show a, a little bit here and there uh, when he has the time, but we know he's he's hard at work sometimes <laughs> over over at the Ruggiero Funeral Home. But Joe, let's get into it. I do have some questions I want to talk to you about personally, but of course we're going to go and talk about the Bengals at Rams later on because that wasn't the Super Bowl that I thought. N- not in a million years. Right? Not in a million years. <laughs> um, so we're really excited to get to that. But Joe, we did just talk about Easty community and I got to say a large part of me doing what I do in the community is seeing, you know, people like you, like when I was a teenager and I saw you coaching and I see you doing everything that you do, you actually had a political run at that point in time as well. You know, it's just really inspiring. And I feel like Eastie is a, is a really unique place where 
you can be yourself in the community. People will respect you for it. And people will look at you because they know that you have the greater good for the for the Eastie community. And, you know, that takes part at multiple times. Uh, I think your dad's on the board of the Salesian Boys and Girls Club, uh, always shopping local, doing things there. But in your perspective, can you share your thoughts on the Eastie community, past, present, and future? So you shared a lot about, you know, giving back to the neighborhood and stuff. And that, that was not always like my life. You know, my life as a, as a, as a teenager and, and very, very young adult was causing a lot of chaos in the community. You know, I got hooked in with, with Oxycontin and, and that whole epidemic as a young kid. Right. And, uh, and when I got sober, it was, it was always brought to me that like the best way to get get out of my own way and to, for my recovery was to, to give back, right? And whether that was in the recovery circles or that was in, like, my community at whole. So, like, getting involved in East Boston was was really a, a, a survival mechanism for me. It was, like, part of my journey into the person I am today. So, you That's know, awesome. and, uh, you know, East Boston, it, it, you know, everyone talks about it, 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 a lot of change and, and, and throughout cities in America, a lot of change and a lot of people moving in and out. But that's like what cities are. Like cities are meant to change. Like the, the world is meant to change. And, and throughout all of that, East Boston has been people of, of, of all different backgrounds that are just very dedicated to make sure that they have a good place to live. Right. And, and make sure that their neighbors have good places to live. And that that's really why I love it here. Um, is that that common community that we have always had, you know? No, absolutely. And and thank you for sharing that because, you know, a lot of that stuff is personal and, you know, people can be motivated by certain things. And, and that's certainly, you know, a situation that has helped motivate you. I got to say, you know, where, where you're in, in a family business, does, you know, the work that, that your father do um, motivate you to, to you know, kind of exemplify that and, and continue it a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, every single day, I'm I'm working with people that are in some of the biggest crises of their life, right? And, and being able to to be there and help navigate them through that, right, is it, just such a gift. And and watching my family do that for years and, and being able to do it myself has has been tremendous. And, and you know, using that as a motivation to take that to the next step and, and anything else I do is is part of who I am, you know. Absolutely. Now, Joe, just just so we can kind of uh, close this chapter a little bit, is there uh, a couple words of advice that, that you would give to somebody that that's struggling with, with an addiction right now? I mean, never give up. Never give up. Like, go to that next treatment center. Like, go to that further treatment that you want to do. Like, try to get, get out of your own way and give yourself a break. You know, I'm so grateful that, like, no one ever gave up on me and I never gave up on myself. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Joe, we're, we're happy to have you here. And, once again, I thank you for sharing that. Now, uh, I just want people to, to be able to learn from your story because I feel like that's a, a part of the, the world that a lot of people just, just really shy away from is how much you can actually learn from another person, what their daily routine is, why that's their daily routine in the choices that they make. So thank you for sharing that. And part of a lot of your comeback started, you know, when you started coaching in your coaching days. And you did touch a little bit upon that. I was on the White Sox growing up. We were the team to beat in, in senior league. And Joe came around and recruited all the kids that, that didn't want to be on their coaches' teams and kind of established <laughs> a, a championship team with that and did end up winning senior league World Series. No. 
No, 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 no you, you guys took them all. You guys, <laughs> you guys took everyone. You guys took everyone. But that that did lead you to all star coaching. All star coaching. Okay. We did all star coaching. So was... do you want to talk about some of um some of the the players that you had on that wonderful all star team? Can only imagine what what a couple of those guys are like. Maybe some of them are working for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of them have worked for me at some point. <laughs> Free labor, I call it, um, you know, but or, or charity work, one or the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a blast coaching. We had we had so much fun going down, being down that field every night, and and just just you kids made it awesome. You guys made it awesome, and, and we had a good group of coaches. And we took an all star team once to Central Massachusetts. I'll keep it I'll keep it vague for those who are listening from all of the Central Massachusetts, like an hour away. We got buses, like the Mayor Marty Walsh, Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh, <laughs> donated some buses. We take the team out there. We win the first game, and we're like an inning into the second game. It was like a doubleheader, and it started raining. And, and, and our kids were hungry. They were, you know, they needed some food. So they go over to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, God. And whatever they ate at that McDonald's, Killed they them. couldn't get another base hit for the rest of the game. <laughs> and we proceeded to, like, just implode and lost that game and the next game and, and had the ride of shame back to oh, to man. Boston. But it was it was a great trip, and it was fun, and we had a lot of fun with you guys. Oh, man, thank you. No, it, it was a lot of fun. I really feel like, you know, a lot of the – the elders at the time, you know, you obviously being a coach and a lot of the people around East Boston Little League and stuff, we know the league has had its ups and downs, but I think above all, what was the priority was the kids' fun, and you definitely can't say the kids from my age, a couple years younger and a couple years older, didn't have fun, and we did it, we did it in a very unique way. But Joe, finally, what we're here to talk about, we're here to talk some sports, we're here to talk about football, so I want to talk about what you kind of saw this weekend, we know the first game that we had on Sunday was the Bengals at the Chiefs. And that game, I feel like the first quarter was kind of boring at first. And I was expecting, you know, a, a little bit of a shootout right away. I was surprised when it wasn't. But then when I saw 21-3 and the Chiefs were pulling away, I, I even said to Matt, I was like, wow, this game's over. He went in the other room and started playing Fortnite with Jay. <laughs> yeah. Me and Kev me and Kev were watching the game. Were you were you shocked by that? Because I certainly was. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was gonna be a blowout too. I I I just twenty one to three. You thought Mahomes was grooving, and then I think Mahomes stopped at that same McDonald's that you guys stopped at <laughs> at halftime. And it just the Cincinnati Bengals, man. The Cincinnati Bengals just Joe Burrow led that team, drive in, drive out. That relationship he has with Jamar Chase is unbelievable. Mixon's just a savage, uh-huh. and they they dominated the game. Yeah, you know they dominated the game. I no, they definitely did. And you know, I don't know if I should view it, you know, worse on the Chiefs side, where the offense didn't score after that point in time, or, or defensively to just let up twenty one straight points. I mean, I know Kansas City's defense isn't necessarily known for being one of the best units, but they have been complimentary, you know, the past couple weeks of the season. They were but they were getting to Burrow. Burrow was just he looked like Mahomes. Making back great there. Plays. He was just escaping that pass rush, rolling out, like yep. finding the open guy, taking a run. He had like a thirteen yard run he for did. a first down. I think that was on third that third down. Like it, he looked unbelievable, and Mahomes—they just couldn't match that energy. Yeah. They couldn't match that. Even at the end of the the game, they try to like run out the clock to not give Burrow the ball, the ball back. back. I think that screwed with their momentum a little bit too. And and yeah. So what do you think that that relies more on? Is that is that more of like an Andy Reid thing, or or you think that's Mahomes? You think it's a little bit of both? I, I think that specific thing. Uh, you you got to talk about coaching. I think Mahomes would have had them. 
grooving. But to get to that point was Mahomes not delivering in the second half. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I think more of it lies on Mahomes. He's a, a, a still a young guy. He'll figure it out. And, and Reed maybe want to take a look at that game plan at the end, really. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, Joe, that game definitely didn't go, you know, the the way that I was assuming personally. And I'm a big fan of Mahomes, and I think, you know, getting to the AFC Championship four years in a row, I mean, I think that certainly says something. But, you know, when you hear the conversations that come in with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I feel like, at this point in time, that you can't really entertain that conversation anymore. You can't entertain that conversation with anybody in their first five years of their career. Yeah. Like the like professional sports across the board is very difficult to sustain greatness beyond that five year. I mean, you look at retirement numbers; it's like mind blowing. The average career length. Absolutely. So, like, does, are they talented? These young quarterbacks, tremendously. Sure. We'll see. Like. Who makes it past a decade? Right. No, absolutely. So now, I, since I, I I did just bring up a little a little all time talk, this is a question I've kind of been waiting on, and I didn't put it on the game plan because I kind of wanted to see uh, your first hand reaction. Now we know Aaron Rodgers did get exited out of the playoffs really early, coming off of last year's MVP season, a potential MVP candidate once again. Now on the all time list, could you say that Mahomes is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? I, I think the duration is still something that we need to look at. Like if if Mahomes plays at this at this level and never wins a Super Bowl again, then I think physically gifted wise, he's a more gifted quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. And okay. with one Super Bowl each, they wash each other out. It would be disappointing if Mahomes doesn't win another one at some point because he won it so early in his yeah, career. Absolutely, but you know I. It's still too early to tell. No, that, listen, that, that's a fair statement. And what I have to give you credit for, uh, I think this is going back to last summer, talking about Saquon Bach. We were, I was actually working at the time. Uh, we were shooting the shit. And Joe, Joe's telling me, Steve, Saquon will never come back the same guy. I was like, Joe, just wait till next year. Wait till next year. Our offensive line got a little bit better. I think that's just kind of... You know, the the emotional Giants fan trying to come out with me. Uh, so I have to give you your kudos there. And look, I hope Saquon comes back and does great things. He is still under contract. But at this point in time, I don't know how we would justify paying a running back um, the highest salary on our team. So I do have to say I have to give you your shine there. Yeah. Yep. And I defer, defer to any further Giants commentary back to our <laughs> resident expert here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now, Joe, we're going to get into... The other game that we saw on Sunday, that's the 49ers at the Rams. Now, going into that, what were you expecting? Were you expecting, you know, Rams dominance, another close division game, third time seeing this team this season? Uh, we know the the chemistry that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan really have between each other, but we also know that Kyle Shanahan's kind of put Sean McVay over his knee game and spanking a couple times. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that last game of the season wasn't a good reflection. The, the, the Niners were playing for everything they had to live for, and... There was some weird seeding, and that's all that the Rams were playing for. So I didn't put much stock into that, and I really thought that the Rams were going to open it up and just take that team off the board. Especially, uh-huh. you know, jumping out to that 7 nothing lead, that snowballs, they got Jimmy G's. He's not a comeback God, quarterback. Yeah, you can't you know? throw it like that. Yeah, he's not a comeback <laughs> quarterback. So I was surprised that it came down that close, for sure. No, nah, and... In- I actually had for the weekend, uh, I got lucky. I had a parlay. I had Bengals plus nine and 49ers plus four and a half. So that that obviously hit. But what I was hoping hit, what I had a touchdown player prop parlay. I had Pringle. I had Uzoma. And 
I had one other guy, and none of the three of them scored. So that just goes to show uh, my parlay did offset my touchdown play a prop parlay. Uh, did you get lucky this weekend? I I know I, I bought the half a point, which was nice on the second game. So I saved myself some. I had the Rams bought the half a point down to three, pushed. I had a parlay with both favorites on the money line. Needless didn't to work. say, that didn't work. Yeah. But I am interested in maybe going to fantasy football league with you because if you can't pick those player props, that, that's, <laughs> I, I stay away from those. I no, stay away true. from those things. We'll have to get Joe in the <laughs> yeah. sandbox fantasy yeah. league last year. I will I will say I'll be a defending champ next okay. year, so, so you got to be careful, Joe. Yeah. Uh, I had Debo on my team, so we'll talk about the 49ers. Have to shout out mm-hmm. Debo there. Um, but just continuing that with that game, I think it is really impressive, Daffer, what he is able to do with that team. We did see at the end of the regular season, you know, he was a little trigger happy, did get into some interception trouble, but the Rams did kind of figure it out when they needed to. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had that bomb over the middle of the field that was dropped by that defensive back. Oh, uh, that's true. That, that, that was a typical Matt Stafford. The tart. Yeah, yeah. Typical Matt Stafford play. Um, and then they got bailed out the next completion of ODB, Odell Beckham, the personal foul, the 15 yards, you know. So I do still think he needs to remember that he's on the Los Angeles Rams and not the Detroit Lions. And <laughs> he's true. got a team around him and he doesn't need to chuck it down the field like like that because that yeah. could have cost him the game. No, very true. Yeah. And, and going into to the Super Bowl, I think the Rams and personally are, are the heavy favorite over the Bengals. But, I mean, I feel like at this point in time, any doubt towards Joe Burrow is just kind of like motivation. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> the kid's a winner. The kid's a winner. I mean, I was a little surprised to see the line at four this morning. I thought it would have been six or seven. Um, I, I also agree that the Rams are, uh, on paper, are a much better team. But, yeah, how can you go against the Bengals right now? No, I, I know. It, it's going to be really tough. I think, you know, it, as far as when it comes down to games, Obviously, you know, picking a winner is easy, just saying your pick, but putting your money where your mouth is, I think that's another thing. Um, obviously, you know, we know the betting lines can change o- over the next two weeks and things like that. But, yeah, plus four, I wasn't expecting that either. I was thinking uh, somewhere around a plus six, but I'm sure that line will bounce around uh, a little bit over um, the next couple of weeks. But, Joe, can we lock you down for a winner of the bull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24-20, the Los Angeles Rams win it at home. We're all wondering what Matt Stafford would have been if he wasn't on the Detroit Lions for so long. Because talk about talent, wasted talent, you yeah. know. But that, no, that's you, where I'm at. Yeah, you ain't kidding. And can you give me an MVP with that? It, it, you know, it's you got to go quarterback. Yeah. Even though there's, there's probably going to be like Cooper Cup might have a monster, monster game, but they'll still give it to Stafford because that's just the way the NFL is now. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go Cooper Cup just to be just to be a little off the beaten path. Okay. No, I like that and. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna also say that the Rams win this game. I do think it'll be closer. And the reason why I say that is because the Bengals have obviously exceeded expectations by eons. I mean, I didn't even think that they would be, you know, a playoff team this year. Forget about AFC championship, then Super Bowl. But what I will say is I think for the Rams to win this game, plays have to be made on defense. And I think that realistically, when it came down to Super Bowl MVP, we've seen a lot of unknown names when when the Super Bowl MVPs and, and just guys that have stepped up in clutch scenarios. And a clutch scenario I always hold dear to my heart with the Super Bowl is Eli Manning making some of the best plays that we could possibly have there. But I would love to see Aaron Donald be the Super Bowl MVP. Go get Joe Burrow a couple, two, three, four times. I mean, I think that'd be nice and can absolutely show his dominant, dominance in the biggest stage. 
Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I mean, it's so hot. It, it's so hot to to Make do that. You got to get a sack strip fumble or something like that. But yeah, it's it's quite possible. Even though Burrow's escapability was unbelievable. No, Sunday, absolutely. So who knows? Absolutely was. Now, Joe, going back to to just thinking about you know Super Bowls of the past. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl? You're obviously a Patriots fan, so it's okay to be a little bit biased. So. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the beaten path a little bit with this one. That's because there's been a bunch of Patriots Super Bowls. They're all awesome. I went to one. I went to the great uh, one of the greatest Super Bowls ever, and the Falcons? Patriots lost. No, uh, no, Eagles? no. Eagles, a hundred points yeah. in the Super Bowl. It's like if you're not a Patriots fan, that was unbelievable. Yeah. But <laughs> my fi- my most memorable Super Bowl is uh, is the Saints Super Bowl. It was my first year of sobriety. And I was hanging out with like a bunch of sober guys on Super Bowl Sunday, trying to stay sober. And uh, and I hit a hundred dollars square for two thousand on a, on wow, a first quarter. Huh? And uh, and all these new guys like became my best friend immediately. I bought everybody <laughs> in the house pizza. I was like broken, newly sober. That could have been a million dollars to me at that point. Yeah, um, and uh, and it was just the most most memorable for me um, personally. Oh, know? that's awesome! Yeah. Now, what do you what are you doing for the Super Bowl this year? You have any plans so far? I know it's a couple weeks out, but so my beautiful wife is pregnant. We're expecting our first baby, Woo! right? Right, first baby. And we're going to go down to Miami for a week for our little baby moon, and we'll be down there on Super Bowl Sunday. So I hope to be in the Florida sunset at a nice restaurant with with a, a nice meal in front of us watching the game. Nice. A nice view. you got the game yeah. and the girl yeah, all yeah, wrapped yeah. up. Congratulations yeah. on that, Joe. Yeah. Um, I, I know that that's been something that you were excited, nervous, all of the feels. Yeah. Uh, you've been kind of feeling all of those, but that's awesome. You're going to be a great dad, mm. and I can't, I can't wait to meet the, the little person. Mm. I also wanted to talk about we have the NFL honors um, coming up, and we do have awards like MVP, Coach of the Year. And I feel like the Rookies of the Year could be a little bit obvious, but I'd love to hear some takes and some opinions on, on what you're predicting MVP, Coach, and feel free to go on from there. I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers, despite of his playoff blunders, will get MVP. Just because there's not really a better candidate, I think Derrick Henry he stays healthy this year. It's no questions asked. Mm-hmm. What what he was doing in the first half, but he finished eight top, weeks with a thousand yards. Yeah, top ten running back played half the year. Yeah. Right, he, he's just a freak, and I was excited for that because it would have been the first non quarterback in a while. But I think we're gonna get stuck with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Coach of the Year. You know, I would have given it to. I personally would have given it to, I forget his name, the Raiders coach. Yeah, he I, lost I his job anyway. He, he lost his job anyways. <laughs> I mean, he lost his job anyways. He took that team that was, should have fell apart and never won a game since with all that they were going through and rallied the mound. And he's not even being like talked about as a coach somewhere. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I don't get the NFL really with the whole coaching thing. They fire Flores down in Florida. Makes no sense. In, in Miami, it makes no sense. So yeah. I'm not even touching the coach of the year thing. Yeah, yeah. MVP. No, listen, I like that. Honestly, yeah. I would I would double down um with the Aaron Rodgers. I mean, flawless play in the regular season. I mean, that's all you can really judge it based off because that's what the the award is. Mm. Obviously, you know, I have Matt in my house often because he lives with me, and mm. j- that means Jay is always there. So you know, the speculation: Oh, Brady has to be the MVP. If he's not the MVP, the league is fixed. It's his last year. It's not his last year. They say we don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. But no, I, I think I think for sure I think. It's got to be a quarterback. It's always a quarterback. I would love to personally see Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor just because they had outstanding years. Yep. 
I mean, the Triple Crown, I mean, that's definitely a nice nod with, with Cooper Cup there. But no, nah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for all that. And since the Sandbox fans, this is going to be the breakdown of this episode. Before I break it down, what I would recommend you guys to do is come and join me on YouTube Live or ColorCast on Sunday. I'll be commentating the Pro Bowl, so my first time okay. commentating a game. You'll probably be busy doing a service, but if you yeah. can, if you have the chance, you could toss on the audio uh, during it. I think that'd be cool, and I just want to create an experience for myself. If I never get to call a game in my life, at least I could say I, I did it at some place, some point in time. So, guys, I hope you like this episode. The Meet the People series is going to continue. On a bi-weekly basis, I'd like to once again thank Joe Ruggiero for taking time out of his busy schedule, future dad, funeral director, Boston Development Association. Uh, no, uh, the Zoning Board of Appeals. Zo- uh, Way more controversial. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Zoning Board of Appeals. <laughs> Joe does it all here, and Joe will be back on since the sandbox. You guys can go and see the Ruggiero Memorial Funeral Home, also newly in Peabody. Newly in Peabody. Yeah, North that. Shore. Yep. We're getting up there. But, yep. guys, thank you for spending the time with us. Five stars, you know the deal. Joe, anything you'd like to say to end the episode? Thanks for having me on, Steven. It's been fun. (laughs) Awesome. Peace out, guys.